Hello, sweet friends, and welcome to Breakdowns, Breakthroughs, and Awakenings. My name's Rochelle, and I will be your host and guide as we navigate exploring some of the darker, more taboo areas of this beautiful journey called life. On top of being a spiritual intuitive and an intuitive energy worker, I'm also someone who has worked through a lot of personal trauma from this life and lives before. And what I've found is that though our darkest moments have the ability to completely break us down, they can also apply the right amount of pressure that we need to break through and awaken to our soul's true purpose. I created this podcast to shine light on the shadows we all have, to offer hope to those who are struggling and to allow a safe space for those of us who want to dig deeper and fully commit to our healing journeys. Only when we bring our shadows into the light are we able to transmute and heal. And right now, the world needs that more than ever. We'll talk about everything from spirituality to mental health, conscious kink to religion, and anything else you request. This is a non-judgmental space and I am here to serve for the highest good of all. I hope you enjoy and I encourage you to connect with our community. Find us on Facebook or Instagram using the links in the show notes or book a card reading. I would absolutely love to open up my channel and pass along any messages the divine has for you at this time. Remember, though life in this chaotic world can feel very lonely, you are never alone. I am always sending love and we'll speak soon. All right. So I want to start today's episode off just by saying that I'm really excited to talk about this topic. And I feel like I've been saying that in a lot of the episodes lately. And what I was really just feeling and thinking is like, yeah, it's just really good to talk. It's just really good to get into these areas of life that we feel conflicted about or unsure about. And where our voices specifically for women have been quieted or completely drowned out. And it's really good to just raise our voices up and fucking have a conversation about things. And something that I've been noticing lately, I've been having a really, really like influx of women in their late 20s, 30s, early 40s coming into my life and one of the biggest common themes that I'm noticing is that when we're having a conversation they will speak and then they'll say I'm sorry I feel like I'm taking up the whole conversation or like I'm I they'll message me another day and be like sorry when we were talking the other day like I feel like I didn't really listen and I was just talking and talking and that is so upsetting to see and hear because you are allowed to have a voice. You're allowed to talk. One of my personal gifts is that I am a very good listener. And so I, I love listening to people and, you know, my platform for speaking my mind now is here, um, before it used to be journaling, but it just makes me really sad when I hear women say that because I just want you guys to know that your voice fucking matters. It matters just as much really in my opinion even more than the men in our lives because 
no offense to men, but not just men or like males, but you know, the masculine energy has taken us like the overexertion of masculine energy in our current reality has taken us to a place where we are so off balance. We're so, we've lost touch of the feminine side of things, the ability to receive and the softness and just like the loving, tender, nurturing side of life. We've really lost it. And so I just, we're going to talk about consent today. And I just really, before we even want to get into it, just say that like, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. You're allowed to speak your mind. So for all the women out there who feel like they are taking up too much space just by speaking their mind and expressing themselves just know that that is not the case and that your feelings and thoughts and voice matter and I encourage you to speak up all the time say what's on your mind and to make yourself heard in this world that is trying to shut us down so let's get into the episode all right my friends good morning it is Tuesday March 7th I am recording on the day of today because I tried to sit down last night and record this podcast and I was finding it really tricky and it made me actually realize that there's a lot of conflict on consent even in my own mind Um, and so I'm definitely feeling like you know this is a good thing to talk about if somebody who is as conscious as I am and has like had a lot of communication and conversation around consent is still finding it difficult to like form my thoughts around the subject then I definitely can imagine someone who is not having conversations about this at all is even more confused. And so today we're going to talk about power dynamics, consent, and subspace. So if you are a kinky person, if you identify as a top or a bottom, um, I feel like this will be a great episode for you, a dominant or a sub. Hopefully you guys are having conversations about consent with your relationships, whether there is a power dynamic or not. But it's something that a lot of us just aren't talking about. And there's so many reasons for that and things we could like branch off and get into tangents on here. But I want to try to keep this like concise today. So we will be talking about consent mostly in terms of sexuality. Um, Of course, it can be a broad topic. A lot of us have lost consent in our just day-to-day lives and we're just doing things that we really don't want to do and you know that includes like working jobs that we hate and seeing friends that are really not in alignment with us anymore and doing things because they are easy rather than beneficial for us um and so that's a whole nother episode really but yeah today we're talking about consent power dynamics and subspace So if you don't already know this about me, one of the things that I really like is using the dictionary to actually make sure that we are all on the same page as to what consent actually means. So this is from the Oxford Dictionary. Consent is permission for something to happen or agreement to do something. And so basically what consent means is you are saying yes, I consent to this, I agree to this, I want this and let's do it. And so there should be no gray area 
when it comes to giving consent. And for those of you guys who don't know, so like one of the things that has been really integral in my spiritual development has been getting involved in the world of BDSM and kink. And one of the things that I've found just incredibly fascinating is how much conversation there is about consent. And the reason is because, you know, you're doing things that are beyond the quote unquote typical normal sexual stuff, right? So I mean, you can get into like breath play and pain and like medical play and putting needles in people and there's all kinds of crazy shit that goes on in kink. But even if you're just having like a power dynamic relationship where one person is holding the power and the other person is submitting, there's a lot of talk about consent because that can mean things like you know, really, really rough sex, or it can mean like verbally degrading someone. It can mean just so many things. Role play. I mean, there there is a wide, vast variety, but within that container, you need to know what your partner is okay with and what they are not okay with. How are you going to establish when something is going too far? You have to communicate your boundaries and you have to have a plan And you really have to have trust in your partner that they're going to honor what you've asked for and play by the rules that you have set out. And so the first thing that I really want to talk about is when you're in a relationship with somebody, it shouldn't matter if it is a kink-based relationship or not. Consent is a conversation that you should be having. Like I can't tell you the amount of times when I was specifically like a, a teenager, young adult, that I would just, you know, let guys kind of have their way with me and there was a lot to do with that, a lot to do with like self-worth issues and obviously the fact that I was sexually abused as a child by somebody I trusted and loved and so just like not having a healthy view of what sexual intimacy looked like and stuff like that. But whether or not you are in a kink relationship, everything that you're doing should be consensual, everything. And The thing that's good to know about consent too is that it can change. And actually, part of the reason I wanted to do this episode now is because I just joined a Facebook group all about kink and somebody put a post in it that was like the consent cake and it was all the layers of the cake and really like dissecting what consent means. And something that it means is that, you know, just because maybe you give somebody consent to do something, but then you get into it and you're not enjoying it, like consent can be taken away. It can be given, it can be taken away, it can be shifted, it can be one day you like something, the next day you're not into it, like just because you do it once, it's not forever. And so it's just really important to like have this understanding of your basic Um, rights when it comes to sexuality and your body. So before we go into things too much, I want to just say that if you are a parent, you know, like, I don't know about you guys, consent is not something that was talked about when I was growing up. I was brought up religious, you guys already know this, most of you. Um, 
I wasn't even allowed to partake in the sex ed classes at school. So I literally got zero sexual education other than what my mom taught me was not having sex. (laughs) Um, And that sex was bad and that you were a bad person if you were doing it. And so not only though, like I know what my friends were learning and it was mostly from what I picked up, like STD prevention and like making sure you're using condoms and stuff like that. And that's all obviously great stuff to know. But from what I've heard, it does not sound like anyone actually had conversations around consent. And so if you're a parent, I just want to urge you that these are conversations that you should be having with your children. It doesn't matter how old they are. Like from the time that they are small, not even about sexual consent, but just consent. Like, you know, one of the things that I think is really fascinating about COVID that is useful is how we all became very aware of our bubble, right? And we all do have an energetic field around us, not like let's ignore COVID, but the visual of having that bubble is great. And it's like, okay, do I want this person in my bubble? And for our kids, even if that's like a friend and it's that they're touching them in the way that they don't like, or they're being too aggressive or they're hugging them and they don't want to hug or whatever it might be, teach your child that they do not have to be touched in any way that doesn't feel good for them if they don't want it. Whether that's a friend, whether that's a grown-up that they know, love, and trust, whether it's a doctor, whatever it might be, like teach your child because they intuitively know children are much more open than adults. So teach your child what they already intuitively know, which is that only people who are touching them should be touching them if they if the child wants to be touched do you know what I'm saying I know that you guys know what I'm saying so one of the things that I have passed down to my daughter that we've been talking a lot about lately is just stand in your power and because I'm doing my yoga teacher certification we've been doing a lot of mountain pose Um, we also do superwoman posture which is basically just standing standing really straight, taking a big deep breath, putting your hands on your hips and just saying, I can choose. And just teaching your children to stand in their power from the time that they're able to stand, honestly, because we we really are, this is a little bit of a tangent, but like we are really in a time right now where we're kind of going through two different timelines and some of us are going to really fall and stay with the old paradigm of living, which is living in a state of fear. And a lot of us now are waking up and going with the new paradigm, which is living in a place of love and reclaiming our power. And doing that, especially as parents, it's really important to model this for your children Doing that is the way that we are going to reclaim all of the tragedy and trauma that has occurred on this planet over the last couple of thousands of years. So really and truly practicing consent, teaching it to your children, this is something that we really need to all adopt in order to get to a place collectively where we can be healed. 
a few things to share about consent and I'm going to post this on my social media today so that you guys can see it. It's a post by radicallove.co.uk and it is the consent cake explained. So a few things are that it's freely given, it's informed, enthusiastic, specific, reversible, clearly communicated, equal parties and ongoing conversation and you guys can check out the post later but it's basically just to say that you know it has to be given from your own volition you should in an ideal world be excited about giving consent Um, it's specific so that it's not like okay yeah like let's do oral sex but are we using a condom or not like be specific so that there's no surprises and clearly communicated and reversible in an ongoing conversation and all these kinds of things. So just like really making sure that you know what consent is and that you're sticking up for yourself and really importantly, you know, utilizing the fact that it's reversible and that you can say no and all of that kind of stuff. And so... I was having a really hard time when I first sat down to record this episode and I couldn't figure out like what was happening mentally for me to try to piece it together. But what I realized was this is the thing. So, excuse me. Although you do, of course, have consent at any given time and you should say no if you are uncomfortable with anything. The problem in kink relationships, in particular power dynamic relationships, is that when a person is submissive, and this won't happen for everybody, but for a lot of submissive people, there is this head space, this mental state that we get into when we are playing with our partners, and it's called subspace. And if you don't know what subspace is, I basically kind of visualize it like being the dark shadow twin to meditation. So meditation is this place where you get to where you are so in your body that you basically like disconnect from the outside world. And for me, it's like you're kind of in like airy fairy la la land and just like this beautiful like rainbow space where everything is beautiful and it feels so good subspace is very similar but it's like the deeper end of the vibrational scale so it's like low vibe really in your body super super present like all you're feeling is what is happening in the moment you're mentally just like kind of checked out um but in a way that feels therapeutic pretty much and so the problem with consent And subspace is that when a person is in subspace, a lot of us lose the ability to give consent because we are not really mentally present. We're so in our bodies. And that's why power dynamic relationships are to be built on trust because you really have to be able to trust the person that you are giving your power to to stick to the rules and the limits that you've laid out. And... It's difficult because you you need to trust that person, but you also need to take responsibility for your own your own stuff like in the situation. So I'm going to share a story with you. This is a story that occurred a couple of years ago when I was first getting into kink and I was not with my partner 
he's not my partner anymore, but like my main partner that I had the last couple years with Danny. When I was first kind of getting onto FetLife and meeting people, I connected with this guy and we chatted for a bit online and really good connection. He came over one night um, sober, like he is not a drinker or anything. I had a drink before he arrived because I was nervous. And we, we basically like sat for a bit, had some conversation, talked about what we liked sexually, what we didn't like, what we were kind of both hoping to get out of the situation because this is what you do in a kink dynamic. Like you just basically get right into it. It's like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm looking for. Do we match? Great. Let's start playing around. And so we started fooling around. We agreed that a certain point would not be passed. And I obviously, as the person who's giving the power away, trust this person to hold the boundary. And so what happened was I slipped into subspace really quickly. And before too long, things had got past the point where I had said it was okay. In that time, I was not able to give consent because I had already gotten into this mental state. And so this is like the really gray area is that, of course, you should always be able to say no. And if you're uncomfortable with something, you should be able to put a stop to it. But when you have checked out, and I believe that this happens a lot with people who have experienced trauma, they kind of subconsciously when things are like crossing a line or getting uncomfortable they subconsciously switch into this this place where they they unintentionally just kind of check out and I think that that's part of why it's so easy for me to slip into subspaces because I had so much trauma growing up and I would just spend a lot of the time like in my mind um being other places and so it's just to say that like, you know, you could have a situation like that and say that I was raped. Like somebody could look at that situation and say, well, he took advantage of you. You didn't want this and you made it clear, but I was also here. And so the thing is, is that you have to res- be responsible and you have to really like set the parameters for yourself. So if you really are like dead set on just getting to know somebody and you don't want to have sex with them that first time, don't meet at a place where that would be easy. Like instead of meeting at my apartment, we could have gone for a walk. We could have met for a coffee. Like there could have been all sorts of different ways that this meeting could have happened but I chose to have it here. And so, you know, learning lesson for me, especially when you're getting into a power dynamic relationship with somebody, do not have sex with them until you trust them. And I feel like there's a lot of this to be said that has to do with like the Me Too movement and stuff as well, like giving consent and, you know, like, Of course, you always have the right to say no. Of course, men should never take advantage of women. And women should never take advantage of men because it doesn't just go one way. But the thing is, is that I feel like there's been a little bit of a lack of responsibility within the female community. Because if you are going out to a bar and getting wasted and then hooking up with somebody that you're meeting there and then going home the next day and like playing it out some way that they took advantage of you or that it wasn't really the right thing to do because you were both drinking or whatever it is. And trust me, like I'm not judging. I've been there too. 
Um, but like you do have to be responsible for yourself. And so, you know, like think about it then. Is going to the bar something that's really good for you? Is going to the bar and drinking a lot something that's really good for you? Can you cut yourself off? Can you just have one? Maybe can you find something different to do that's socially fun where you can meet people and you're not in an alcohol-infused environment, you know? And I, I really just want to make it clear here that I'm not like anti-Me Too. I absolutely believe that there has been a shit ton of abuse. I know it personally. I've experienced it. The women in my life have experienced it. Like it is so disgusting that men have been forcing their power on women in this way. And it's what's wrong with the, the world and the imbalance of the masculine and the feminine energy and the patriarchy, which is crumbling. But... I just feel like women also do need to stand up and take a little bit of responsibility for themselves and stop putting themselves in situations that are potentially threatening. And so at the end of the day, I feel like what this really comes down to like consent and romantic relationships and doing things you don't want to be doing and letting yourself kind of be walked over. What it really comes down to at the end of the day for me is intention. What do you want? Why are you putting yourself in this situation? Is it because you don't value yourself? Is it because you're lonely? Is it because you want to develop a genuine connection with somebody and then for some reason things go off the rails or they don't go the way that you're thinking that they're going to go? It's so important to cultivate intention in your life and have a why behind doing what it is you're doing so I have a couple of friends who are like recently divorced or going through a separation and you know kind of like looking forward to dating but like haven't pulled the trigger yet because they're just like not really there and honestly I admire them because I really feel like if you are just trying to find somebody because you want to feel less alone that is not a good way to start a relationship that's not a good reason to be with somebody else it really is about becoming whole in yourself and the other person being whole in themselves and then finding each other and coming together and creating a beautiful balanced life together it is not about like just giving yourself away and giving your power away and finding validation in that other person like that's the thing is that you are and I'm especially speaking to the women who are listening here like you are a whole valuable beautiful human spirit being on your own and you don't need to look outside yourself for that and that's something that took me so long personally to learn but you really have everything you need inside of you and so let's maybe end this episode this is like a short sweet episode today let's maybe end it with a few ways that you can turn inwards and develop a little bit more intention and self-love in your daily life so that you don't feel like you need to give your power away. So the first thing that I would recommend doing is journaling. If you're not journaling already, like it is such a great way to kind of see what's going on internally, to realize the way that you're speaking to yourselves it is a powerful way to see patterns that we play out in our lives. Really just sitting down for two minutes at the end of every day or the beginning. Um, I really like to journal in the morning, but I think that doing it at the end of the day is great too. And just 
making a practice, like it really does not take longer than two minutes a day. If you really want to go for the gold, add in another two minutes at the beginning of the day and start your day by creating a gratitude list. Just start listing things you're grateful for in your life. And the reason it's so amazing to do that is because it will help shift your mindset from a place of victim mentality to a place of empowerment where you're feeling like, yeah, okay, actually my life is really great. Like maybe I have some shitty stuff going on, but I have these five things that I'm super grateful for and it will just over time retrain your brain. The other thing that I would suggest which has been incredibly powerful and game-changing for me personally is listening to affirmations every single day. Sorry if you guys can hear this like chattery thing in the background. My cat like really wants to get out of my room right now but she's been crawling all over my desk (laughs) and she needs to be by herself right now. I need to be by myself right now. Um, listening to affirmations every day and you can check out, um, YouTube, Lior Alexandra, Ella Ringrose. I have some affirmations up on my YouTube channel, listening to these guided affirmations and they're like, they have music and like beautiful images with them. And like, it's a very relaxing thing to do, but you literally retrain your brain to discover your self-worth, to believe in yourself. And when you do that, everything in your life follows suit and changes for the better. So doing some affirmations, doing some reflective work, setting intentions, even just one intention for like, how do I want this day to feel? What is my intention today? And a lot of the time for me, it's just like, I just want to stay in the best possible vibrational frequency that I can. Or I just want to put a smile on as many people's faces as I interact with today. Or I just want to focus on creating more peace in my life. It can be very, very simple. Like you don't have to overthink this. And so just like making that time for yourself, standing in your power, really declaring that you are worthy of the life that you desire and you don't have to give yourself away And then modeling that for your children so that we can move into just a frequency globally that is more loving, you guys. This is where we need to go. And it starts with the self. It really starts with the self. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I really appreciate every single one of you. This podcast and this community is growing. I am so grateful that I'm able to contribute to your life in a way that is meaningful. It really means the world to me. If you guys want to connect further, you can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on FetLife. You can book an angelic reading or a healing session or a quantum massage, something I am now offering, which is basically like a relaxation massage with some energy work and a card pull and it's a really beautiful time so I'm sending you guys so much love remember that you are valued and worthy as you are and we will speak soon